welcome back to the Live to Give podcast. My name is Evan. I am one of the hosts. And with me is not all three of the normal hosts. It's just my co-host, Nate. Yeah. It's just you and I. Yeah. It's going to be a quiet, solemn, nothing exciting, just you and I talking. It's going to be the most boring (laughs) podcast without Courtney. Yeah. No, Um, Courtney's gone. She's got a little trip. Yep. Yep. So that's cool. Uh, But we have special co-hosts with us today. Special guests on the podcast Two of them. You should build time. it up a little bit. I am. There are four of us now in, in the left corner of the room here, standing at a firm five foot six. Oh, man. <laughs> am I on or no? No. What are you? Li- five, six and a half. Oh, five. come on, dude. I was, that's pretty There's close. There's a half you didn't get. Is, I think it's like five eight, well, five seven and a half. I don't know. Okay, where are <laughs> we at? Going, a, yeah. Are you still growing? I'm six foot. Yeah. I just stand further away from people. Those knees yeah. haven't closed up yet. <laughs> still growing. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, but with us is our friend Tim. Uh, he's Hello. been on the podcast uh, many episodes ago, but it's good to have you back. Yeah, yeah. It's good, good to, to be back. back. And then in the right corner of our room, standing at a uh, very tall uh, and confident. Five foot four. Mm, three. Three? Ooh, Dude, I'm hey, pretty close. close to, uh, you should work at a carnival. I'm guessing. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have, that's my retirement plan. Carnival guessing. Yeah. <laughs> but it's our friend and staff member, uh, worship director at Faith Church, Ashley. Hello. Welcome, guys. Thanks. So Hello. good to have you. Yeah. 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 Ashley has also been on a previous podcast. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised you asked me back. With some, with wow. some funny wow. moments. Great. With some funny moments. <laughs> we don't talk about that terrible awful. We had to edit it out of the podcast. It got flagged on what? YouTube. No, it oh, it, it reruns. Oh, my word. <laughs> it went viral. Oh, it we got called awful. Out. I still cry about it when I think about it. <laughs> no, what is, what do you cry about? so bad. What do you cry about? It's so bad. Why? I felt so bad. Stop it. Well, hold on. You're going to redeem yourself today. It's going to be a podcast. Just don't make fun of me. That's all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's off limits. It's off limits. Uh, but anyways, great to have you guys. What uh, an intro. That's I know. fantastic. I know. It's, uh, it's going to be a good podcast, though. So yeah. today, it, it was my day to bring the uh, topic to the table. Um, and, and it's a fun one because it was submitted by one of our listeners. Uh, we put out on social media a survey. So if you want that, go to our uh, Faith Church uh, Facebook page. There's still time? There. Oh, yeah. It's open. People can submit what they want us to talk about and stuff. So go to the Faith Church Facebook page and look a few posts ago. And, yeah, you'll see the survey there. And uh, so this topic request came in from one of our listeners and current co-host, uh, Tim. Uh, and so the topic for today is all about worship music. We just want to throw that on the table and talk about our experiences with it. Good, bad, uh, maybe what some of our favorite songs, uh, maybe what it was like growing up in church if you did, and what worship was like as a kid, stuff like that. So that is today's topic. How's that so, sit? So why is Ashley here? <laughs> Because it's worship. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's my favoriteest thing. It is. It is. So we brought in an expert. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> no pressure. But no, anyway, so that, that's our topic, and we're excited to jump into it. So let's start off uh, what we've kind of been doing is just our experiences, maybe even growing up 
uh, with worship music in your church if you grew up in church. So uh, who wants to kick it off? I'll start it. Go we had, uh, well, we have a similar experience because we grew up in the same church, Evan and I. But in that church, we had a piano. Like, what was it? A huge piano. It was like uh, a mini organ? Yeah. Or what are those well, called? Uh, uh, what is it? Mini grand. Right? Mini grand piano? It's, it had Ooh, like yeah, the like roll baby up. Baby grand. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Yes. Is that the one you're talking yes. about? Those, it has the roll up, like big cage. And no, that's seven. the organ. Okay, but w- we had a piano on one side and an organ on the other. Okay, a right. pipe I remember organ. that as a kid. Okay. Yeah, pipe yeah. organ. Yeah, so it was like you oh. had organ and piano always together, and so that was the feel always for worship. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we had a choir. <clears throat> the choir was large. We had cantatas. I mean, music was driven through everything we we did. Even in uh, youth group, I we went on a choir tour, and we went to Florida, <laughs> which was a great trip. Never would have thought I went on a choir tour, but youth group did it, and so there was it was very much intertwined in all that we did: music, worship, all of that. And so, for my experience, though, I always loved music, and so when I heard music of any kind, it just did something to me. So there was something, yeah. uh, I don't know, even stronger when it comes to worship. And so that's what I think I learned mostly from music and my church growing up is how to worship. In, in a lot of good ways. I also saw some things that were a little boring just because I have ADHD and mm-hmm. I need some stimulation, you know, nothing wrong with that. Except when you're a kid, you're always in trouble. <laughs> I'm not bitter. <laughs> not <laughs> all <laughs> kids are always in trouble. <laughs> a lot music, of them. Music to me was kind of like the <laughs> playground. It was like, it was almost in my, my mind, my heart. It was, it was just, it did something to me. It felt different with music. I loved music. And so yeah, it just drew me in. So that my experience with it was a positive thing. It was it, it brought involvement with the cantatas, musicals. I mean, everybody was there. It felt like it was a volunteer side of things. So it was a really positive thing um, on, on all levels for me. Yeah. Uh, cool. In the classic sense, when you were growing up, did you as a kid worship in a similar style that you do as an adult, if no. that makes sense? No, I don't think I really understood what worship in the spiritual side of things was really about in the, as a kid it was just more like i think as a kid i was more innocent in the sense that it's just music you're and just observing yeah it. like yeah. It, it brought me in either either way i just have another way of thinking about it and maybe even experiencing it now as an adult when do you think that that switched for you how old were you when you like really embraced what worship was do you think well i think it was in high school uh or it could have been middle school but it was youth group there's a praise and worship band and they asked me to be a part of it. So in middle school, high school, I taught myself guitar with a group of friends. And so then when we started actually leading people in what we call that time praise and worship, it was it took a different form for me. Because then it was more about like being a facilitator of worship. And my youth pastor worked well with us trying to kind of set the tone or really what we were trying to do is usher people to worship. And that is where I feel like, because I had to take ownership playing guitar and doing some things there that it brought a whole different side of things for worship for me. It was actually playing, which I'm not, I should never have played. (laughs) So, you know, (laughs) not good at it. But that was the beginning stages. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So that my experience, I think once I was able to do it, that's where it changed for me. Participation. Yeah. What about you, Tim? Uh, So in the church I grew up in, um, it was the same thing, piano and organ. Um, The, Bible ordained instruments or whatever they <laughs> argued for that it could only be piano and organ. Um, but at 12, I became the church piano player. 
Um, so nice. it was, yeah, I was playing piano um, at 12. and Like the, every week? Yeah. That's cool. And then the organ player was a 180-year-old lady. <laughs> Made so, a record. Yeah, they they had to bring in a 12-year-old to bring the age average down. <laughs> the so, media yeah. a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so I I did that for a long time, and then that was it was fine, but as a 12-year-old, I I was doing it because I liked playing piano, and I think there was a little bit of um, I was voluntold. <laughs> to do it <laughs> um so i never really uh got anything out of it i guess um i did have in high school um there was another young guy we ended up becoming pretty good friends but um he played the organ and when he started playing organ there was a little more like it's two high school guys playing piano and organ at the local nazarene church and that was there was something cool about that did you jazz it up oh we jazzed it up i was sent to (laughs) i was sent by the church to an ornamentation class um, where you learn how to play all the extra stuff with the hymns um so again that was i'm 14 or 15 at that time Hmm. in a conference with not 15 year old boys (laughs) it was what denomination women Uh, nazarene nazarene um so that was weird um, but yeah, we did the cantatas. I always played the piano for those. Uh, but there was no real worship happening in me. I was merely playing the piano. Um, but that was also at a time that I wasn't really I had a lot of questions about going to church, and I wasn't really getting answers, so I wasn't locked in, you know. Um, and every church I've been to since, I've been part of the worship team. Uh, music's a big part of who I am, um, everything I do, uh, Spotify playlist. I have one for every mood that I could possibly be in. Yeah. Um, and I've played piano since I was five. So I like to play, I like to be a part of worship, but standing outside of that, it's hard for me to, uh, get into it if I'm not actively participating and leading it. Yeah. Um, so, so when it's you're a weird... an audience, you're much more like kind of subdued in worship. Yeah. I'd... But when you're uh, a part of the band, you're you're more into it. Into it, yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, that's one of the interesting things to me about worship music is how how much I've been a part of it for thirty years, um, but also I don't fully understand its role. I guess. Yeah. Uh, because it doesn't necessarily quote-unquote, do something for me um, unless I'm actively leading. Yeah. So. When do you think you began to embrace, like, uh, true worship, I guess what we'll call it? Were you, like, a teenager, young adult? When do you think you really began to embrace what it meant? Uh, I always feel like my my answer always ends up being this, but I think when I joined the team here, um, because my, when I was a kid, I was doing it out of somewhat being told, like I said, um, other times it was an obligation and I don't think, um, there were times at my previous church that I started really opening up and getting into that, but there wasn't a feel of, um, uh, getting to the heart of what you're doing. 
um, and establishing that culture in the team uh, to kind of open that passion up, I guess. Uh, so I think seeds were planted in previous teams, but it's really started to blossom here um, as that culture is different. Um, and the reason that we lead worship is different. Um, you know, that's cool. That's so. cool. Almost like the, the, the dutiful side of worship has begun to been, be, uh, removed from you and replaced with just like authenticity. Yeah. Right? And yeah, it's not a duty that I right. worship. It's a, I get to, and I'll do it when I'm connected with God and yeah. Right. And even stripping away some of the, um, production level, not yeah. that it's, it, it's great here, but not focusing on the performance or the production yeah. of it. Yeah, we're not shooting uh, for excellence. Right. Yeah, we're shooting it, for authentic right. worship. Yep. So when you get some of that stuff out of the way, it's it's one less barrier um, yeah. to what we're truly doing with worship. Yeah. Music. That's really so, cool. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. Ashley. What about you? What was your experience growing up uh, with worship? Um, already in tears because you're amazing <laughs> and I'm so glad you're here because uh, I love you. Uh, <laughs> She's talking to Tim. Just Eddie, so yeah, I'm talking to Tim. I mean, I love all of you. <laughs> Tim is uh-huh. one of her volunteers. Yeah. That's, that's why she's yes. saying that. And the culture that Tim is talking to has been set by Ashley. Absolutely. An incredible culture. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So, yeah, that, that's why she's Very saying humbling. all that. Sorry. Hmm. Um, so music has always been my thing. Um, my parents, my dad sang real low bass, and my mom was a real high soprano, and uh, anything Sandy Patty. <laughs> I remember going to Gift and Bible and they had like the wall of cassette tapes and we would stand there and I'm playing on the floor with my Barbie or whatever for out. I swear it was hours when I was a kid. It felt like hours or days or weeks or whatever at a time. Um, And she'd be looking for just the right track to sing along with at church for special music or (laughs) we were going to my uncle's church and he's a pastor and he always had her sing every time we'd go Mm. to Indiana. And so. Like, I remember just all of that, you know. Um, Does your mom still sing today? She, um, she sings when I make her. Not not make her. When I, like, like ask her to sing with me in the car or whatever, like, we'll sing along. Well, shout we'll out to along. Sherry. Yeah. Uh, she's going to be listening to this episode. Sherry, <laughs> what about a duet with <laughs> Ashley? I actually have Ooh. asked her Up about on that stage before. Sometime. That'd be I awesome. really, I have this dream of, like, Mother's Day of having a couple of, like generations awesome. to like lead worship that's and stuff. So I just think idea. that'd be cool. so cool. Yeah. That's a um, great idea. Bring some littles and you know different generations on. So if anyway, you need a dance troupe, Zoe will help. If we do a dance troupe, that up, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but if it's like a mother thing, like Ashley has to join. Yeah, her. she would have to dance that's with fine. her. I'm, I'm volunteering. <laughs> You're both fine of them. with it. Is she <laughs> fine with it? Yeah. We'll see if she's listening. My, <laughs> yeah. my wife does interpretive dance. That's what I hear. I know. I've got her waiting in the wings. Yeah. I was thinking for that for the Good Friday service. That'd be great. Just give her the lyrics. <laughs> give her the lyrics and she will really run with dark it. interpretive <laughs> dancing on stage. The sorrow that can be expressed through Man, dance. So. I can't wait to see Becca do that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to miss it. <laughs> um But yeah, my parents, my dad ran sound at every church we were we were ever at, which actually makes it sound like it was a lot. It was only two. Um but <laughs> He was always in leadership. Um, she was always on the worship team, so we were there all the time. And uh, 
Yeah, I think like I saw it, and then my youth pastor in high school got me um, got me involved in our youth band and stuff. And my mom made me take made me take piano lessons. She's like, one day you could play for church. I'm like, I'm never playing for church. <laughs> and here I am. <laughs> I swear she looks at me with that like told you yeah. so smile every single Sunday. <laughs> That's awesome. But um, but I'm so thankful for that, you know, because. I think it did fuel a passion. It was like the hard work ahead of time, like you've said. Mm. Um, and now it's like flourishing and I'm I'm able to like this is my dream job. I get to worship and I get paid to do it. And I get to be with a bunch of amazing people. Yeah. Like it's so cool. Yeah, so shout cool. out us. Um mm. yeah. So uh when do you think you embraced worship? Do you think you did that at a younger age? I think it was high school. Yeah. yeah. Actually my husband and I met in a group called Teens for Christ. Uh, we were with a free Methodist church and it was like all the people in that conference or whatever, all the high school students would get together and it would do dramas and, and sing songs and whatever and travel to different churches. And so that's how we met. And, um, I think things were the leader, ugh, Brad Lockwood was his name. Um, he was the pastor at the Williamson free Methodist church for a long time, wor- uh, worship pastor. Um, he just, his heart was so amazing and beautiful and pulled us all in and I think it really started like like Nate said, the music, it goes beyond language, like verbal language, like people everywhere all around the world. If they hear a beat or if they hear a, a melody of something like it touches you and whether like it's super meaningful or not or whatever, like that's different for everybody. But I love that it transcends language mm-hmm. like we can just mm-hmm. hear music. It's like in the movies when it's a really sad moment, the music makes us feel because it's in the background or when it's a really celebratory you know it's it's tone setting yeah Yeah. it sets the tone and so like when we're coming to the throne room in worship whether we're on our own or corporately at a church somewhere um the music can set the tone and does set the tone whether that's a good tone or bad that's you know depends on the heart behind it but um but yeah, and then it's just grown. I was in children's ministries for a long time. And then I knew two years before I actually made the switch that I was supposed to be making a switch into worship. My heart was just like completely there. So, yeah. That's awesome. We're glad you did. Uh, yeah. So for me, like Nate said, we grew up at the same church. Uh, I remember the choir. I remember their like robes. blue robes. <laughs> like I remember, you know, Pastor Steve up on stage directing the choir with such crazy en- enthusiasm, huge smile on his face. It Steve Zerby. Steve Zerby. It was so fun. Uh, and then, uh, um, yeah, and then we got a different uh, worship leader, um, and and it was the pastor's wife and. <laughs> Things just, I don't know, it just became a little different for me as an observer, as a kid. Everybody has their own style. Yeah, (laughs) growing up, um, and and it became, uh, yeah, it just, uh, I'm an Enneagram 5. I'm I'm an observer before a participator, and and the way things were being run didn't make me want to participate. It felt way more showy. I mean, we had this beautiful sanctuary with super high ceilings and uh, she would have like pastel colored drapes come down like three stories up and come down and drape onto the stage. Totally 90s. And then all the singers had to wear the same color 
Uh, so they had to go out to, you know, Walmart, which was all that was in Sturgis, to buy their pastel color shirt mm-hmm. to match that <laughs> week. And it was like just this weird thing. And so just for me and, and my style, that, that didn't like draw me in. And then I remember in high school, I went to a, a youth conference and I came back just falling in love with worship music. I came home and uh, literally broke all my Will Smith CDs and oh. uh, all those like you didn't secular have. CDs yeah. I have. Like I'm done with secular yeah. music. So should break I not them. admit that I still have my Big Willie style CD? No, break it. Get rid of it. I was wondering if you broke them or did you slap them? <laughs> I broke it. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's very topical. Smith, you might as well yeah. slap it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I got there faster than everybody else, I guess. Oh, man. <laughs> Chris Rock's special is out on Netflix. I haven't yeah. seen it. I couldn't help it. You said Will Smith. I haven't, I haven't seen it. Yeah, he Anyways, talks about that. Uh, yeah, so I remember like coming home and I had this like, you know, fire inside of me to, to get into worship and. I tried embracing it more during that time. It certainly didn't like I wasn't, you know, I was still like living a double life and stuff. But I remember beginning to embrace worship in high school uh, mm-hmm. because of that conference. And uh, yeah, it was just cool. And so uh, that was that was my experience growing up. And now I absolutely love worship music. I, I move to music all the time. Uh, similar with uh, Tim saying you're ADD, like I have to have something going on. And so. Oftentimes it's either a podcast or uh, music or TV or something's going on in the background. And so uh, I, I uh, about six months ago, I got really into uh, lo-fi. Um, oh, yeah. oh, I love throwing that on in the background of work or uh, devotions or whatever I'm doing. It, I love lo-fi music. Uh, the whole reason I stumbled upon that is I was on Reddit one night and I saw that the longest YouTube live video crashed it was like the record long live video and it crashed because youtube crashed that day Mm. and i was like well what's the longest one and it was a lo-fi live just playlist constantly playing on youtube uh and they reinstated its live because it wasn't their fault that it went down so it's still the longest and still going on today uh so i always like just throw that on in the background i love that music um Mm. and truly even just lo-fi music no words to it just low hip hop beats and stuff like I can absolutely worship through that. Um, but we yeah, actually so have a worship it. style of that too. It's yeah. called soaking music now. Soaking, soaking music. Yeah. So it's like, um, again, it just sets the, sets the mood or sets mm-hmm. the tone. Is it words or no? No, it's wordless and it's just like pads and different sounds and whatever, cool. that, but it's got like movement to it. It's really neat. Is yeah. that on uh, cool. Spotify? Mm-hmm. Okay. You can look I'll up Soaking look Music on Spotify or Apple Music. Right. Spotify also yeah. has Christian lo-fi. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's playlists. And it is words. So it's like, it's kind of neat. It'll take words uh, from famous songs, you know, that were, and, and it'll add it to a lo-fi beat. So that's it's cool. almost like a chant. It's, yeah, it's cool. really neat. Yeah. yeah. That's neat. I haven't listened to that. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of just worship music in general, what are your guys' like uh, maybe one or two favorite all time worship songs? You know, shout to the Lord. Uh, what, what do you guys got? What did you guys? That? I meant to ask, did you guys have the blue chorus book at your church? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I remember, I think I was like eight years old when that came out, and everybody was so excited. Well, it was a big deal Changed when you put the, the hymnals down and got the chorus book out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for a while, like, we only did that Sunday nights. Yeah. Like Sunday morning was straight hymns, and then oh, Sunday yeah. night yeah. we had like the chorus book time, and that yeah, was when I liked it because it was like easier. Oh, yeah. Chorus Sunday book mornings. movement. 
Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, it's not the hymn. Rock the boat too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, favorite favorite worship songs. Anybody mm. got one or uh, two? I'm gonna start with Petra. I'm just kidding. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if you're a Petra fan. Petra. Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend that um, trusted in Jesus at a Petra concert, so it was kind of cool for him. But we'd give him a hard time because it was Petra. Yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. It's I a funny one picture. of their <laughs> CDs. The one that had like a raptor on it or something. There was like a dinosaur. On their CD, and that was the one Petra album yeah. I had. Cool. So Petra, cool, uh, <laughs> right up there with "As a Deer Pants for the Water." <laughs> yes, my mother tormented me with that song. Yeah. Yeah. As a deer, anyways. No, um, please don't. Gonna stick in my head the melody uh, already. It's already started. Uh, 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 <laughs> it's too late. I'm glad I don't know this I song. <laughs> this is awesome. We can remedy that. Oh, yeah. Just not right now. You guys mind singing it? I, I want to hear it. Yeah. Like, one, see? two, three. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I recently, I had to do chapel for uh, a hospital as a chaplain and we had to do the whole service and we had to do hymns. And so like getting back to the hymns, Mm. I actually grew up with hymns and I see hymns differently today than I did when I was a kid. So I think a lot of it for me is it's not so much in worship. Like if I was listening to all music, I would say here's favorite songs. But when it comes to worship for me, I, I there's like a mood in that song that it has to be there for me to be attracted to it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. That might sound out there, but I'm more like with you, Ashley. There's there's like a cadence. There's a rhythm. There's something divine in the music that brings me to worship. You know, and so I, like hymns, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is. It's like it has to have that atmosphere. And I. I don't know what all that is. So like for me, worship is more like it has to have certain environmental things. There's just got to be that that peace. There's got to be, I don't know. So like even when I'm home, if I'm getting into a place where I want to spend time in the word or whatever, I, I have certain music that I will bring, that, that I will start off with first. And it brings kind of like just where I'm at. It brings me to uh, focus. It brings me present. I think it's more about being present and whatever helps you be present. For me, worship. So I don't know if there's a specific song that stands out. Now, there are songs that I've loved, mm-hmm. but I, I just don't have anything in my mind because I think it's like the atmosphere of worship music for me. That's my two cents. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't, I'm never good at picking out favorite things because my favorites change. Yeah. Um, either with mood or with seasons or whatever. Uh, when I was a kid, I liked Victory and Jesus. Um, hymn 242 and then we got <laughs> new hymn books one, three, and four. Yeah, right but then they got new hymn books and i i lost it wasn't 242 anymore and then it, <laughs> it became oh, i don't like that song so maybe it was more my favorite number is 242 then um but as far as worship stuff goes i i like the stuff that's different um so if it's the and i think it's because i get bored easy but the songs that are a different uh, style or a different whatever. Um, and usually it's not stuff we do in church. Um, so like in the 90s, it was the Newsboys because uh, they were a different sound than all of the other bands in the 90s. Did you ever see them live? Uh, yes, I did. The, the spinning drummer? Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, I saw them a couple times. Um, and then now it's uh, Ren Collective. Uh, they're my favorite style to listen to they're from ireland uh i love that stuff so for you um, tim is it more about lyrics 
or music? Sometimes you know? it's it's music. Um, there's one song in particular that offends me as a musician more than the song itself because it's a good song. Um, but every once in a while, there's a lyric that stands out. So one of my favorite lyrics is he's the fire inside my veins. And that's from um, King of My Heart. King of My Heart, yeah. We're doing that I, this week? Yeah. Because you suggested it. Yeah, see? Um, <laughs> see? <laughs> right there. Told you. Yeah. <laughs> So maybe that's a favorite. I don't know. That's withstood a test of time. I've liked that song for a while, but it's because of a lyric. Um, but more often than not, it's a musical style that I like, um, which is one of the reasons this topic was on my mind um, is because of the different styles of worship and how it's approached in church. But um, yeah. Cool. That's so. cool. Uh, anything, Ash? Um, all the songs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, that track. No, all right, Desert like, Island. <laughs> you get don't one worship song. <laughs> you get one worship song. That's awesome. Oh, uh, yeah. don't make me choose. <laughs> <laughs> um, I appreciate, it's funny, you mentioned hymns. I grew up on hymns. I feel like they're like in my, like the foundation of my existence, I guess. Um. And I love them, but it's funny because as I've grown older, some of them, I just, I can't get behind some of the words. Even the song Amazing Grace, which I know I'm probably offending like a ton <gasps> of people right now. Um, we can but cut that, it out. That we'll saved edit. a wretch like me. <laughs> like he doesn't look at us as a wretch. That's a very poor self view. And I really, it's difficult for me to sing that song now, even yeah. though it's a beautiful song. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I don't know. So a lot the words mean a lot to me mm-hmm. um yeah and then our team here knows that i tend to do the ashley version of songs like i hear it in what i think is the right way in my head and like we're gonna do it like this and they're like that's not how it goes i'm like well let's do it like this anyway yeah, <laughs> but that's- just change it save someone like me <laughs> sure it doesn't have to be rich but traditionally Who people cares? will sing so anyway um, but I love like um, there's a song, The Garden. Um, Andy walks with me. Andy talks with me. And the joy we share as we tarry there. Like um, there's so much joy when you're with him, when you're with Jesus, Holy Spirit. Um, it's like I understand that song now more than I did before. And there's actually a new version of The Garden that Matt Marr did um, about how he's making my heart a garden. And oh, my gosh, I cry mm. every time. It's just so beautiful. It's mm. so it's so cool. My grandpa um, used to tell a joke um, about God's first name being Andy. Yeah. Because yeah. the kid was like, who's Andy? Yeah. Because yeah, the kid yeah, Andy heard it walks with me. Andy talks with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's yeah, Andy, Terry. Mom? We sing yeah, about him Terry. every week. Yeah. Terry's yeah. there, well, too. <laughs> Andy and Terry. We, this one yeah. time after <laughs> service, I mean, five years ago, uh, someone came up to uh, Kirk and was like, um, hey, do you guys tarry the spirit here? And his, he said his response was, uh, we haven't named the Holy Spirit because <laughs> it's such a, a churchy-like yeah. word. I think of the video, back it up, tear. Back it up, tear. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, for me, uh, one song that, like, since it came out has just, man, always resonated with me is So Will I. I love mm. that song. Uh, it's It just brings me to worship it absolutely does you do would you say you typically have favorite songs for worship uh i would say it's similar to it to what tim was saying with like just different seasons and stuff um but that one particularly sticks out to me what what about you are you more lyrics or music for you 
a variety? Hmm. I'm not sure. I, I think I'm not musically inclined enough or even artistic enough to maybe lean one way or the other. I just, I don't know. Either a song sticks with me or it, it doesn't. Mm. You're, you're great at like hearing a song and you, you know lyrics pretty quick. Yeah, I have like, yeah, memory or uh, songs help me memorize stuff. Yeah. Um, that's how I learned the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Schoolhouse I, Rock. Sing it for I <laughs> sang it. Yeah. Were you a Schoolhouse Rock fan? Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America <laughs> <laughs> and to the Republic for which it's. Okay, stands. you don't have to keep going. One nation <laughs> under God with a woof woof feeling. <laughs> <laughs> That's from the office. I don't yeah. know that part. <laughs> That's, I, I recognize that. That's funny. Well, I saw an opportunity. Yeah, great. But yeah, anyways, no, I just, I love music in general. I love all different, <laughs> I love all different genres, like other than country. I can chill with any genre. I hate country, but yeah, sorry. Uh, That's the hard part for me in this conversation because I grew up and I saw like Worship Wars yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Anything against hymns or anything that was trying to be progressive, more contemporary mission, uh, worship, it was problematic all over. I just thought music was music, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. And it wasn't until I got to seminary where we actually discussed more. All there is no such thing as secular music. Mm-hmm. If you believe in a god, God makes music. Right? <laughs> like that's period. And so, even uh, there was a pastor once that um, contributed rap music to more of laments. And when I first saw that, uh, like, there's some rawness in the words of rap music. But with that music, it actually is talking more like psalms or a lament or getting your emotions out. There's value for every type of music. Mm -hmm. And that was the hard part for me because I felt like the church was the place that was being very divisive in the sense of, like, Mm -hmm. what worship is and having to be controlled over to say, this music is holy, nothing else matters. And yeah. I, I, we, I'm glad. We, I think we have come away from that, but it's still prevalent in the world, without a doubt. Yeah. But that's totally. what I saw. So, like, I saw great things with music within the church, but I also saw this conversation that was happening alongside it that was very problematic. It did not help me at all. It actually made me think, oh, I, I'm not allowed to ever listen to secular music. Yeah. And that is damaging because I don't think that's truth. I think music is music, period. Now, there's better music than others, without a doubt. There's <laughs> better words, wholesome words. With, that's a whole different conversation. But at the start, God made us. And what we make is music, you know? And it's, I don't know. That's, th- so it was always hard for me. There was, that, was, that, played a, that put a lot of pressure in making sure we get it right instead of just worshiping. Yeah, the minute you, you put it into a category it is either Christian or secular, yeah. you're bringing legalism into the conversation. Because how do you even map that out? Where is a line, but like either it says something positive about God or doesn't like, but, but not everything positive in scripture is said about God. Like there's mm-hmm. some harsh things said about God in scripture. So can music say harsh things mm-hmm. and right. still be quote unquote Christian music? No, that's a great push. Yeah. Sure. And that divisiveness of worship is something that's interested me um, for a while because it, it, anytime you get into the uh, subjective issues which music is subjective uh opinion based i guess um and then obviously with music being in front of the church it's not an issue you can hide uh that that that's caused so much divisiveness and that's been an issue going way back to acapella music versus 
instrument, instrumental worship, uh, permissiveness and prohibitiveness of scripture, like the camps that are like, well, the Bible didn't say you could, so you can't. And they're like, well, we didn't say we could, so we can, or, you know, um, yeah, that's just, it, it, it blows my mind, I guess, that churches have divided. There's different groups of churches because of music. Totally. (laughs) Um, well, in, in the worship wars of like the nineties and earlier, uh, around like whether we only sing hymns or allow some, uh, more progressive music in and stuff like that. Contemporary. Sorry, yeah. contemporary. It was contemporary. I just read that sticks out to me, that yeah. word. Yeah. But like even like hymns were old bar songs back yeah. in mm-hmm. the day. Pub like songs. they were modeled after pop music. And so like you, you just keep introducing more pop music like, again, quote unquote, Christian music. Like, like that's all it is. It was never an actual, like, well, if we get rid of hymns. No, hymns were just yeah. pop music, too, back in the day. It's the exact same thing. Like, well, and there was the patriotic section of the, of the hymnal that had My Country Tis of Thee and yep. all yeah. of those that, I mean, that's secular music, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That's such a big word, secular music. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. What do you well, even at, sorry, no, you uh, go for even it. at Gift and Bible, um, the first thing I thought of when you, um, Ashley talked about that, um, uh, was the, the sign that if you liked this secular band, you'll like this Christian band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or apologetics. Y- yeah. Band back in the day. So I don't know. It had Aerosmith and all of those on there. If you like them, you're going to like, I don't even know. Newsboy. I, yeah. Newsboy. Petra. <laughs> right. Petra. <laughs> yeah. It was all Petra in the Christian side. Yeah. <laughs> They're so yeah. good. Yeah. That's Sister awesome. Margaret pays the organ. <laughs> uh, do you guys see any type of worship war happening today? Or do you think some of that's mm. gone away? I think now it's become more focused on production level mm-hmm. than style. I, I think we're kind of, lots of in... There's of mini uh, battles. Yeah. Because yeah. as Christian music has changed, I think back to the 90s, and it was Newsboys, Audio Adrenaline, that kind of... The rock music was flourishing... Um, because it was finding footing, but now you've got like Crowders and Tomlins and all of them the that are focused on worship. That worship music, quote unquote, is is what people um, are doing in church more. Um, and I've been to different Nazarene churches. I've been to other churches, and that seems to be more common. But I think the fight now is where the level of production stops. Yeah. Do you have a fog machine? Do you have the the iMag on the front with lyrics in front of that? What do the lyrics look like? What do we have the moving lights? Do we have stationary lights? Do we use um, tracks? Yeah, or do yeah. Do we not use tracks? Right. Yeah. F- yeah. Um, People yeah, that's may not know what tracks mean, though. So a track is um, basically you have a song that plays in the background, and so like if you don't have a bass player one week, you can have the bass guitar. Because it's the people that produce the song record themselves and then churches can use it and you can take out different like keys or bass or drums. But you can leave in. Yeah, it helps fill and make the sound yeah, just like more full, like a recorded song. Um So then the band has a click like a metronome in their ears. You hear that track and you're basically playing along to a to a pre recorded song. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I think that's where the the fight is now yeah because um, you're seeing the churches that 
um, pro- produce well, <laughs> um, that have a high production value and maybe a low impact of worship level. Um, not saying that you can't have good worship with high production, but I think that's a, the slippery slope that we're on right now is where do we stop for quality and excellence and production level um, and focus on authenticity. Well, then let's enter that worship war. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about that. Let's talk about the show of that can come from worship, the production of worship. Uh, how, how does that sit with you guys? <laughs> Makes my gut clench. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. um, but the thing is, like, we are in front of the church. People come. <laughs> it cracks me up every time. And maybe that's mean to say. I don't know. Like, I'll look on Facebook and, oh, we just moved to the area. Like, we're looking for a new church. Any recommendations in, the, in the, the community pages or whatever? Good worship is a must. And coffee would be great. Or what, like... It's like a buffet of the perfect mm-hmm. church, which there is no perfect church. Yeah. But like worship can like people come in and they can leave right away or they won't come back or whatever because of the quote unquote worship. But really, it's just music style. If you're if you're truly worshiping, then you can worship to anything. You can worship to silence. You can worship to, mm-hmm. you know, just a piano and an organ. Like it doesn't have to be a full band with all the instruments. Um. But I think at least church in America, I feel like we focus so much on that, on like the music, the musicality or all of that. And for us, like after COVID, um, and I only know Faith Church, I don't know other churches and what they're going through. I have, I mean, a little bit, I guess, but um, people moved around, people changed churches, people stopped going all together or schedules are different. And so like for me, I... I don't always have an electric, an acoustic guitar, a drummer, like all of that. And so we just kind of go with what it is because we're just worshiping. Like I told everybody when we came back from COVID, I was like, this is not going to be what it was before where we had, you know, five people deep on every instrument and we would always have a full band. It just, we don't have the manpower anymore, but the people that want to be here or that are here want to be here. And it really is, it's a heart thing. Um, and it's beautiful, even though like if you come in and it's just cajon and keyboard to somebody that's like great music is a, or great worship is a must that might not be what they're looking for. Does that make sense? And that's no judgment. That's, it's just what it's like right now. Cause we are the first thing that people see. And that's, it is, it's the first thing people see and it's such a, um, attraction. For and people. it's so preference based. Yeah. And being a um, a performer, I guess, a performer, a, a musician, whatever you want to say. I'm not performing, but um, being in that position, it's very hard to walk that line of uh, humility or pride mm-hmm. in what we can lead people into. Um, because music is meant to open people's hearts up, like you've mentioned, Nate, uh, to prepare hearts for worship, uh, or for, uh, the message, um, that can be done with acapella, uh, choir singing. There's something about the singing of worship moments that I think draws people together more than whatever music you're using. Uh, I don't know of any other group that meets and sings first. 
Uh, we've never done that at staff meetings at work. Like, so to, yeah. to start Should off, try a, maybe, yeah. <laughs> like, this flow chart shows that we... Put it uh, a jingle. Yeah. <laughs> We're down patient care, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then everybody comes together and we grow as a team, yeah. Um, like, there's no other group that does that, and the purpose is to unite the body. Um, mm-hmm. But when the bright lights are on you and you played something particularly well or people come after and they're like, hey, great worship, that feels good. Mm-hmm. And so... One thing that I think will keep people in the church um, is authenticity of that worship. Like you might keep people, if you have that high production value, um, that might keep people for longer. But if the well isn't deep, they're going to get thirsty. Uh, So when you have that authentic worship, even if it's a cajon and a guitar player, if there's authenticity in a moment that's created, um, no, not created. Uh, that allows the Holy Spirit to move in that service. I think people see that because it's the, it's the true worship. Um, if it's, I mean, you can do that with ten instruments, absolutely. But the goal is the congregational singing that unites people and opens their heart. You know, um, I I think. It's the same thing with uh, the pastor's face being on stage de- delivering a fantastic message. Yeah, you talked about that yeah. in one of the other podcasts. Yeah, and just fighting that battle of patting yourself on the back and knowing that you're leading a horizontal relationship in a vertical direction and you're just the facilitator of that. Um, so there has been kind of a rise recently in this discussion about what could be the war in worship. There is a documentary released on Hillsong. I don't, I've only seen mm. parts of it. Um, but really, it was trying to call out Hillsong of their manipulation. So, like, if you go to a YouTube concert, YouTube concerts have been known to be a spiritual experience for people. And they play, they play certain notes to move people in that experience. Hmm. Well, Hillsong will do the same thing. Worship music does this. We know what notes will move somebody. Sure. What do you guys think about the manipulation piece? Do you think that's an issue? Do you think that's still just like technology that we're kind of, the conflict sounds like more like pride and and technology. What do you think about manipulation within worship? Well, and like Ashley said, um, with the the tone of movies, I mean, they play certain songs in certain parts of movies to make you feel a certain way. So absolutely, uh, I'm sure that's happening. I think it depends on the heart, though. It all, it always, I mean, everything always comes back to the heart, to the heart behind it. Um, And like, it's just like playing behind when the pastor is wrapping up his service or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, altar call. Yeah, like Mm -hmm. an altar call. You can, you can do that trying to force a reaction, or you can do that because it just, it feels like the right thing to do, or like, if Holy, like, and, we can say, oh, Holy Spirit told me to, you know, and that gets overused too. But like, I don't know. It just, it feels like the right thing to do sometimes. Or um, it's all the minor chords. The minor chords are what mm-hmm. get the heart going, you yeah. know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it always comes back to the heart. And you can't quantify that. Or like, it's hard to judge what, you know, what people's motive is, I guess. But mm-hmm. um that's something that I try to be really careful about too. Um, 
different services will be different because I feel led to go to my knees in first service during this part of the song, but maybe I don't in second service. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like it's just, it's authenticity. Mm -hmm. It's where your heart is at. Why are we here? Like, why are we even doing this? Um, one of my biggest things is just to give space for people to deal with whatever they're dealing with, to just be in the presence together as a group, you know, Mm -hmm. to maybe see him as they haven't seen him this week or be reminded of who they are to him. Um, I don't know. I think I got off track with your question, but that was great. I I think it is manipulation, but it's, it's how you look at the manipulation. Like Ashley was saying, it's the heart. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, the, the Hillsong thing, that's bothersome to me because you're literally looking at views, which is going viral, which is fame, which is I need more attention mm-hmm. to see how that's working for other places. Now let's implement that in the church. Well, you're just going for views, it, it feels right. like, for that. Versus like playing piano behind a, a, a moment in a service. Like we're not going for views. We're not going for fame. We're like... Like that's a positive manipulation. Right. Um, it's almost like when you add music to certain things or how, you know, a certain note is at this point with this lyric, all those ways of manipulation. Um, it's also like, like medicine in a sense is manipulation. Yeah. Like medicine manipulates your body, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. And so it's almost like I, I see like worship can be like that. It's a tool and you can either use it for really good manip- manipulation or you can just use it for more fame and notoriety, which we absolutely do see on the inside right. of the church world. You yeah. absolutely see the pursuit of excellence the, the just for more fame and attention. Absolutely. Right. And that's where I see the the systems within the church um, helping avoid that issue. You know, mm-hmm. if you have the healthy the healthy staff that's keeping each other in check to to watch those, like, did we do that because we're trying to force something, or are we doing that because we're we're getting people into the hand of God and keeping them there? Um, you know, uh, just keeping everybody in check. <laughs> yeah, I guess. So, yeah, I think worship is so encompassing. It brings a lot to the table. I think it's uh, it's tough to um, always sort through. Shoot, I mean, some people can even have like trauma around like worship mm. and what it's totally. like, and depending yeah. on what season of life you're in. I remember um, when my dad passed away, uh, August of twenty one. Um, I could not touch the song. It is well. Mm. That worship song, I could not sing it. Even today, I still have moments because I'm like, it isn't always well. And I and I understand, you know, the spiritual side behind it and the theology behind all that stuff. Like, I, I appreciate the song. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when we sing it, I don't always sing the words. I just sit yeah. in it and I reflect on, in that moment, how it's making me feel. And I, right. and I reflect on it with God and ask him to, you know, move in this moment. So... But that's There's another thing because like that's still that. worship. Yeah, like you don't absolutely. have to sing the songs. That's what I'm gonna say too. Yeah. There's one person that just sits and kind of sits with his arms crossed and l- just the whole time during worship. Yeah. But then he'll be like, "That was really beautiful worship yeah. today." Like he just appreciates. Yeah. He does it on the inside, you know. Right. Like he reads yeah, the words cool. and meditates on them or prays over them or what whatever he does, you yeah. know. Those uh, the set list, whatever that mo- that time of worship is for the person, and if they can't right. sing that song because they're mad at God right. that week, 
good. Don't sing the song. Right. Sit in that. Work yeah. through that. Like worship is more for you and Jesus and not the show that's happening. Right. That's why I don't even like to say stand with us as we worship. I'm like, you can yeah. sit, you can kneel, you can and read, really you can cool. sing. I, like, I like that. I say I just, it every it's time, your time because it's yeah. habit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like that. That's yeah. good. I that's okay. I mean, sometimes like it's fine. You're <laughs> yeah. inviting them to worship, but we don't have to stand. Yeah. We yeah. could kneel. Like one of my favorite things that I do when I'm on my own or when I'm on the stage, it doesn't matter where I am. Like sometimes I feel the need to go to my knees and just the reverence of who mm. he is in that moment. And like, because, you know, it moves me that way, but not everybody does that. Many right. people don't, you know, but if you just need to sit there and just cry or don't cry or stew or whatever you're doing, like, mm. I feel like we're often afraid of like offending God, but he doesn't like, nothing's going to surprise him. He knows mm-hmm. our hearts, yeah. you know, he knows where we're at. The benefit for us telling him is for us. It's for us to express how we're feeling. And right. It's like getting it out there, you know, yeah, instead of holding it God in. Gasp! No, he's not gonna. No. Gasp. no, and so he can take it. And so if music moves you, and you just need to sit and yell at him, and you know, whatever, yeah. like just it's it's communing with with God. Right. So, yeah. what would you say to somebody who's more or less on the fringe? That one of our six listeners could be listening, could be on the fringe, you know. That come. <laughs> what I mean by fringe is those who come into worship only for the sermon. I, I look at that as, as like fringe people. Hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying, well, how would you encourage somebody that might need a little bit of a push in the sense of like opening up themselves to more worship? That's all. Not the fact that they have to sing, not the fact that they have to be in worship, but how would you encourage somebody that's more like never really pursued worship because they connect more with a sermon or whatever? Like, how would you encourage that? Well, as someone who... I, I don't necessarily connect with music when I'm not doing music. Um, having the having the options from stage to sit or to not stand, take some other posture. Um, even though I'm 40 and I like to not be told what to do, it is nice hearing it when I'm used to hearing, please stand for worship. So to hear that um, almost permission to break Absolute that permission. cycle inside of me. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's opened me up to uh being in there. Um and I I always sit in there, but um to get more out of it, that's I cool. guess. Um so I guess from stage it's that almost reteaching um and just that sometimes long process of changing those thoughts in people's minds that maybe they're not in there because they've had bad experiences or yeah, absolutely. um it yeah, it's not their thing, but to learn that you can, even if it's not your thing, you can still get something out of this mm-hmm. and to teach the importance of it, um, that it's not, it's not the music, it's not the style, it's the softening of your heart to be ready to receive a message. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can't necessarily, you can, um, but maybe the depth of what you're going to receive from that message will be more if you are here. Um, for 15 minutes and you don't have to sing you don't have to stand just be in there and feel that presence of god um and just that education i guess you know without telling people they're wrong exactly (laughs) because if you tell them they're wrong in doing that then that's not the way to do it but yeah just retraining i guess i think too we often put worship in a box um as just being music but 
Worship is when you focus on the Lord and commune with him, like talk with him, pray. Um, it's like when we realize who he is and there's a reverence in our mm. heart for him, whether it's, I mean, even listening to the message, listening to podcasts that feed into your spiritual growth or your identity of who you are in Christ, you know, like that, I feel like to me, at least that's a form of worship. You're drawing nearer to the Lord right. and um, sometimes the the music time or the musical worship is more impactful than the sermon too. Like some people get more out of proclaiming the truth through song versus sitting in and listening to somebody. So I feel like all of it, like we come together on Sunday to see him, to be in his presence collectively with other people in community. Um, and the whole, I feel like the whole thing, it just all goes together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we don't even have to separate message and songs like it's all a worship service like it's right. time that we set aside to come to the throne so that's good that's cool any final thoughts on worship before we wrap up anything else you guys want to get off your chest no i could talk all day well why don't we wrap up with this fun question Uh-oh. is it about microfiche because I haven't <laughs> talked about that at all. Yeah. <laughs> we were avoiding it yeah. at all times. Now we, you remember we almost who made this it. Guy is. <laughs> but because we talked about, you know, we, we actually love quote unquote secular music uh, and we embrace it. Do you guys have like uh, a favorite guilty pleasure top, you know, guilty one, pleasure. two, three band? I don't know. Mm. Just share like your favorite, again, quote unquote secular band, artist, whatever. You guys have one? Or I have four? I, so my my dad was a DJ in college, and so he always played classic rock. That was his thing. So I have a soft spot for classic rock. Um, but uh, my two that I would go to, and they're not guilty pleasures, but yeah. um, Billy Joel and Nora Jones. Nice. Um, Nora awesome. Jones. Because they're both piano-based uh, musicians, uh, oh. and I love both of those. I could listen to them all day. That's so. cool. And there's, there's searching in there, in their music, like even though it's secular, you know, whatever. Yeah. There's messages in there. There's, there's obvious searching things that they're yeah. looking for something greater. Resonates. And those are, soul. yeah, those are cool. That's you know? cool. So. I have to look through my playlist because <clears throat> I love everything. Like everything? I love I everything. I Every- love classical. Like Claire de Lune is yeah. an amazing song. But you don't have just I like love- a... Otis Redding, Dude, I, I love lists, Bob bro. Marley, I love like, I know my Leonard Skinner. I don't have a top instantly. five. I love Nora Jones, Frank Sinatra. <laughs> I love them all. Okay. I can't. Like I'm getting <laughs> what about, great answer. I'm what about Chumbawamba? <laughs> Chumbawamba. Oh yeah. yeah. They That's were good, good. No, good. for the one song. Yeah, they did one song. <laughs> one song. <laughs> oh, the Beatles. The Beatles and the Monkeys. She's just naming yeah. all the yeah. animals. Can you think of any more <laughs> bands out there? <laughs> yeah. Zach Brown Band. Wow. That's a favorite vacation. We Crow. love to go to Hill. Oh, Cheryl Crow. Yeah. We love to go to Hilton Head Island and <laughs> sit on the Apple. beach. Just throw one out there. <laughs> yeah. She's good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Jewel. You Jewel, like Jewel? <gasps> the hands. Jewel. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to find one that we get to know. Shakira. Uh, Weird Al Yankovic. Shakira. Oh, that one. Weird Al. That yeah, one Weird Al. Al. Grony for right. me. There you go. What? Found one. Found everything but Weird Al. Sorry, Albert. Oh, yeah. Nathan? How about you, Evan? I can give you my top five John Mayer, Dave Matthews, Incubus, Tool, Alanis Morissette. I was going to say 
Daniel Hannah. That is solid. That's my top five. What about John? Oh, you said John Legend, right? I like John Legend. He's oh, but he's not, not on John my Mayer. top fifty. John Mayer. I like John Legend's John legendary Christmas one. CD. Is I saw him so three good. times in like a span of like four or five months. In wow. John Mayer, really? Three times. Oh yeah, wow. I was that's sweet. Yeah, I was a. What about Walk Off the Earth? Have you heard of them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they. Uh, I follow them on YouTube. Yeah, I love their right, videos. Add them to my yeah. playlist. <laughs> oh, they do like uh, they do crazy instruments. Like oh. an instrument under the leg yeah. for part of it. Like it's so fun. So <laughs> talented. If you haven't seen yeah. them in concert, go because it's oh that, I so did, good. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. think of like seeing them. Yeah, they'll yeah. do like four people playing the same guitar. Oh yeah, and their music videos are great too. Hmm. Oh, they're so. That's why yeah. I said follow them on YouTube. They're oh yeah, so fun to watch. And now their kids are old enough that they're like singing with them and stuff, and that's super yep. cool. Hmm. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah. and they do Love tons that. of covers. Oh yeah. But. Ooh, there's another one. Lindsay Lou and the Flatbellies. Oh, go. you thought of another yeah. artist? I did. She's local yeah. to Elvis? Lansing. Did oh, I love well, my daddy. Mm, loves Queen. <laughs> I love Queen. Oh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a local. Well, Prince. Oh man, watch this. Yeah. Nickelback. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've said Out. by no one now. <laughs> Cake. Okay. What well, you know, we no gave one. Ashley a second try on the podcast. Yeah. I don't think yeah. I'm ever coming back. She yeah. Nine Inch Nails. I've never heard <laughs> said like, "Oh, what do you think of Nickelback?" And someone <laughs> responds with, "I love them." I didn't say I love them. I said, "Oh, I said, yeah. I have heard of them." Never made it yeah. as a wise man. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this photograph. There it is. I'll, Nickelback. I'll I, sing for him. Every sure. time I think of Nickelback, they played at Central when I was up there. And I remember the whoever did the review in the Central paper, the headline was, I want my nickels back. <laughs> oh, my word. I love it. <laughs> That's a great one. Nate, Nate, you haven't gone yet. I have, well... So for me, I have extremes just because that's the way my brain works. I love two different genres of music, one being folk and kind of even more specific in the folk area. I have a mix on playlist or a Spotify right now called Stomp and Holler Mix. Nice. <laughs> I, I just good. like there's like a soulfulness to that for me. And I also love a good like uh, picking banjo, guitar, acoustic. Mm-hmm. There's something about that, too. And then the other side of it is for me, rap. I absolutely yeah. love rap. Hmm. I do. I think there's something earthy. It's like, it's it really helps me in the sense of like a psalm or a lament yeah. where you're being honest. That's and cool. I heard growing up, a lot of times people hated that music for no good reason other than there was explicits. Mm-hmm. I had CDs that were smashed by people, like all kinds yeah. of stuff, you know, because it was, it was explicit. So people didn't know what to do with explicit lyrics. And I had nothing... At least the people I were around did not take enough time to actually look at the heart behind right. all of that. And there's some there's some craziness out there, without a doubt. Yeah. But I absolutely there's something about it that I love. I love showering to rap music. <laughs> I love TLC. <laughs> TLC. There's another Janet band Jackson. she thought of. Yeah. Another one, Madonna. But there's what I was so gonna many. say with Lindsay Lou and the Flatbelly, she's from Lansing and she's on Apple Music and nice. like I saw her in one of the LCC like summer theater things. She played one of the Carter girls or whatever. They did a Carter That's family cool. play. Um, and yeah, so it's really cool that she's on. Um, yeah. And then my That's friend cool. Josie Wing, Jolie, Jolie Wing. Uh, she's Her in, friend. I know. She's yeah. my friend. Uh, she's <laughs> at school in Nashville now. She's from Midland. And she has such, she's like 18 or 19. It's such a cool sound. Like That's cool. I can't wait to see where she goes. So just Tim, a shout out to her. you like uh, classic rock. Do you like Greta Van Fleet? 
I do. They're, yes. they're from Ionia, aren't they? Uh, Fremont. Frankenmuth area. Frankenmuth. Yeah. There's, some, there's some other big band from Ionia then. It's not them. I can't remember. I knew they yeah. were from Michigan and somewhere. Greta's fantastic. Yeah. They are awesome. I almost like got to see them before they got big, and I missed missed an opportunity. But Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, cool. wow, this is our longest podcast ever. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we... Uh, um, What? Pause the read. Oh, sorry. I'm giving him directions. So sorry. <laughs> Didn't mean to do that to cut you off what you were saying. You were going to wrap up. Oh, your tag. Yes. We'll we'll do that. We're going to save it. Okay. We're teasing oh. a fun little thing that we're adding to the podcast. Oh, so neat. huge cliffhanger now. Yeah, there's great. some suspense built. Yeah, yeah. look out, uh, Adam. But it'll be coming at the end of podcast soon. So look out for that. Anyways, awesome. we love you guys. <laughs> we hope you have a, a wonderful rest of your week. Go in grace and peace. Yeah.